Hi there. I'm Mark Swallow, and I'm glad you are joining me for today's God Is podcast. Let's get started learning who God is. Thank you for joining me today from wherever you are and by however you listen as we meet together coast to coast here in the United States and all the way around the world. In our ongoing series with the title God and Our Culture, we are nearing the end of our discussion on gender and sex. And this week we are with Jesus Christ in Luke's Gospel, chapter 7, verses 36 through 50. I hope you will read this for yourself sometime today, while this is still fresh in your own mind. This is a remarkable passage, and we only have time to highlight what is pertinent to how Jesus treats those individuals who are a part of the movement that carries the banner LGBTQQIA+. Thus far, I have made two points. First, Jesus says, repent and believe the gospel. And second, contrary to what is so often thought about Jesus and said about Jesus, he did not equate receiving sinners with affirmation of their sin. Jesus did not equate receiving sinners with affirmation of their sin. I have been proving this to you from Luke 7, and I want to make a few more comments on these verses before we move on to my third insight next time. Without rereading the entire text, let me remind you that Jesus was invited to a meal at a Pharisee's home. The name of the Pharisee was Simon. The Lord attends and reclines at the table. Along with all the other guests and observers, a woman in the city who was a sinner, an immoral woman, likely a prostitute, enters and directly attends to Jesus. She breaks open an expensive alabaster vial of perfume and anoints Jesus' feet with it. She also wipes Jesus' feet with her hair. Her tears from weeping fall all over him. This woman loves the Lord Jesus, and she is expressing her love in a very public way. Actually, she does not care who is watching. Her sole focus is the Christ. The Pharisee Simon takes exception to her treatment of Jesus and expresses this to himself only. But Jesus, the true prophet, reads minds and hearts and picks up on what Simon was thinking and tells him a parable, the truth of which is this. The one who is forgiven much loves much, and the one who is forgiven little loves little. The point cannot be mistaken. This woman loves Jesus much because Jesus forgave this woman much. I want to read verse 44, make a comment. And then I'm going to drop down and read verses 47 through 50 and comment again. I hope you will follow along closely in Luke 7 verses 44 and 47 through 50. This is Luke 7 verse 44. Turning toward the woman, Jesus said to Simon, Do you see this woman? That is actually a very perceptive question. Did Simon even see the woman? And not just did he see her with his eyes, but did he see her with his heart? Simon, being a Pharisee, a Jewish religious ruler, needed to see the sinful woman with a heart full of compassion and mercy for her. But he did not. 
Jesus, as always, convicts. And a word here for us. When we see someone who is, let's say, transgender, do we see that person with a heart that cries out for him or her to encounter the Lord Jesus and to have him forgive of sin, transform and restore this individual to right relationship with Almighty God? How is it that we can see sinners as Christ does, not as Simon does? For those of us who have been forgiven much, we must love much. Now, listen to Jesus speaking in verses 47 through 50 of Luke chapter 7. I say to you, her sins, which are many, have been forgiven, for she loved much. But he who is forgiven little, loves little. Then Jesus said to her, Your sins have been forgiven. Those who were reclining at the table with the Lord began to say to themselves, Who is this man who even forgives sins? And Jesus said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. There is something here within the Greek language that we must grasp. And this goes back to something I alluded to a few days ago when we began. Two times in these verses, Jesus says the woman's sins, quote, have been forgiven. In the Greek language, the verb is in the perfect tense. And the perfect tense verb describes action completed in the past with continuing results in the present. What this indicates is that this woman had already been forgiven before the meal at Simon's home. Previous to this encounter, Jesus had already forgiven her many sins. So what she does for Christ at the dinner table comes as a result of her sins being forgiven. It might be easy to conclude, after reading verse 47, that the reason Jesus forgave this woman was because she loved much. She was saved because of her love for the Lord. Let me read part of verse 47 again. I say to you, her sins which are many have been forgiven, for she loved much. But it is not the case Jesus forgave her sins because she loved much. Rather, she loved much because her sins were already forgiven. We must again affirm that salvation is by faith alone. The Lord certainly affirms this in verse 50. And Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. It was her faith alone, in Christ alone, that saved this immoral woman likely a prostitute from her many sins. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. Another way to say this is, the woman's love was the result of her salvation, not the cause of her salvation. She loves Jesus so much because her sins were already forgiven. And that's why we love Jesus also. Earlier I said that it is certainly possible that Jesus has had an unrecorded encounter with this woman before this meal. 
that he had already forgiven the woman her sin. After looking more closely at the language, at the grammar here, I say it is exactly what happened. Off the pages of Scripture, the Lord had already forgiven her. What Luke gives us is her response to the Lord's lavish forgiveness. The one who is forgiven much, loves much. And her great love was the mark of her transformed life. These verses are crucial for us to establish that Jesus did not equate receiving sinners with affirmation of their sin. It was not that he said to the woman, Come to me, I receive you and I accept you just the way you are. I affirm you in your prostitution. I know that your sins are many, but I will overlook those. Come and pour out your love for me. You are accepted and affirmed, and now please kiss my feet and anoint them with the perfume. No, absolutely not. The reason the immoral woman felt so comfortable with Jesus, the reason she knew she would be well received, is because she had already been forgiven her many sins. The radical, transforming power of the living God made her a new woman from the inside out. As a result of what Jesus had done in her life, she then had this loving relationship with him. Friends, Jesus may be presented in our culture as the gentle Jesus, the accepting and affirming Jesus, the non-offensive Jesus, and equal to us in friendship who accepts us just the way we are. But that is not the Jesus of the Bible, and any Jesus who is not the biblical Jesus is no Jesus at all. That's a fake Jesus. He does not exist. Beware, and be very aware, of the false teaching that comes out of the gay and transgender community, and many other communities of sinful people as well, that says Jesus accepts us and affirms us just the way we are. That is not so. And I hope you see this in the Bible at Luke 7. Just before I sign off, I want you to notice something else. It is these three words Jesus speaks to the woman in Luke 7, verse 50. He tells her, quote, Go in peace. Writing about this, commentator Leon Morris says, quote, The Greek is literally, Go into peace. And it may be worth noting that the rabbis held that go in peace was proper in bidding farewell to the dead. But to the living, one should say, go into peace. End quote. The Greek language reads Jesus saying, go into peace, because Jesus was speaking to the living. He was speaking to a forgiven sinner, transformed from spiritual death to spiritual life. I love this. Her faith in Christ saved her. Jesus brought her back from the dead. Oh, I look forward to meeting this particular woman one day in heaven. How awesome it must have been to be told in person by Jesus Christ, your faith has saved you. Go into peace. Has Jesus said that to you? 
If your faith has saved you, go into peace. If you have not faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, then repent and believe the gospel. Until you do, you will have no peace, because all true and lasting peace comes only from God and the life of the sinner transformed by God's grace. More next time, because God is. Thank you for listening to this God Is podcast. Drop me an email and tell me what you think. Mark at GodIsMinistry.org That's Mark at GodIsMinistry.org Please do share this with others and be sure and join me for the next one.